Good evening, everyone. Thank you all for coming out tonight. I hope you're ready to have a good time and laugh. Um, before we get started, let's pray, and then Bill's going to come up and warm us up, all right? Would you pray with me? Father, we just thank you for a night that we can come and just have some laughs and let go of all the worries in the world. And Lord, I pray that you will be with Bill tonight as he comes up here and makes us laugh. I pray, Lord, we thank you for the food everybody brought, and we just thank you that we can have a good time. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Bill? Good evening, church. How's everybody tonight? At least acknowledge you're out there somewhere. Okay. I was thinking today... I don't know if many of you know or not, but I wrote a book, and it's uh, Humor in Uniform, and some of the stories tonight will come from that book, but I was thinking, with all these comedians and comics around the country, how do you start off on a routine? Now, I know there are a lot of comics out there. I thought I was pretty funny, but then somebody said I'm a joke, so I can see where it comes from. Anyway, so... Most of the ones I talk to or listen to is, okay, that they say the best thing to do is start from the beginning. Because the beginning is where you go one direction. You have no choice because you can't go backwards because it's the beginning. So I figured I'll start at the beginning. God created the heavens and the earth. Was that too far back in the beginning? Okay, how about the ending? Amen. So I'm done. No, anyway, okay. Thinking, thinking about this, um, I'm a twin. My mom and dad were married seven years before she got pregnant, and she discovered she was going to have twins. Well, back in 1950, we were preemies, of course. My twin brother, he was uh, four pounds, three ounces. I was three pounds, four ounces. And the thing was, we were born at seven months, so we we're definitely preemies. And the way we were positioned, my twin was supposed to come out first. I was breached, so I had to come out feet first. Now, my twin's a little slow, okay, just a little slow. So I just kind of give a little kick there, slide past him, and I hit the floor running, been doing it ever since. So mom looked at us, and everybody said, oh, they're so cute. They're identical twins. And I said, no, my brother Bob is ugly. There was no way. So she was holding us, and she looked at Dad and said, well, what do you want to call him? He said, quits. <laughs> so, so they named us Bill and Bob. And the reason they named my twin brother Bob up on the picture, I'll let you figure out who's who up there. It should be no problem because he's the ugly one, remember? But well, they had to call him Bob because he was just a little slow and a little dyslexia. So that worked fine for him most of his life. So they brought us home. I was born on Easter Sunday, April 9th, 1950. And for many years, I said, how come everybody's celebrating my birthday on a different day? Because Easter's on every different day every year. I never knew until I got older they were talking about the big guy. On Resurrection Day. So, anyway, so yeah, it was Easter Sunday. And my brother and I, when we grew up, being a twin, 
one of the hardest things to do is not, not to get in trouble. It just came naturally for us. So dad, not really knowing who's who, he would sit there and beat both of us because he knew that one of us did it. And I think his thought process was, since you two did something, now it's up to you two to figure it out. So Bob and I, we're sitting there going, you know, we really don't want to get beat too much. We have a younger brother. We blame Jim. He got some of the worst beaties throughout the years. And my dad told me uh, years later that sometimes Jim never forgave him for some of those beaties that supposedly he didn't deserve. But I don't know. Anyway. So anyway, so being a twin, we learned uh, being in school that <laughs> twins are unique. Does anybody know any twins out there? What, what's one of the things that's in common with twins? They dress alike. Uh, don't show that picture yet, Paul. <laughs> okay, don't show that one. Anyway, one of the things that twins do is one can start a sentence and the other one will finish it. It's just a natural thing between twins. So we did that quite a bit through school. We would switch classes, drive the teachers crazy. And when we got into high school, we got a driver's license, we said, you know, Dad says, I cannot afford two cars. So you two are going to have to buy a car, go out and get a job. So we went out and got a job. We were ushers at our local theaters in our hometown. We had two of them. And we learned with our schedule, I would take Bob to his work, drive around all night, whatever, came back, picked him up. He'd do the same thing with me. So we learned economics at an early age. So we decided, let's just have one girlfriend. Wait. wait that, that, what? What? Yeah, one girlfriend. How, how, okay. How, how did she pick who was... You don't... Well, of course she picked me because my brother's ugly, remember? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Anyway, so we did that for a while. But anyway, that was... Uh, that didn't last very long. She, she kind of figured it out. I don't know how, but I didn't tell her. And Bob being slow, he never told her. So anyway, that was our, our life as twins. Now, getting to the military side of things, I was in the service for 20 years. And back in the 60s, they had a thing called the draft. And my twin brother had already gone into the Air Force a year before me. In 68, I went in in 69. And I know somebody's thinking out there, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. How can he go in, be 18 before you? Well, here's the kicker. In first grade, my teacher liked me so well, she said, I want you here for another year. <laughs> so I repeated first grade. So anyway, so I'm in high school. I've already turned 19. And I said, I don't want to get drafted. So I go down to the local recruiter's office. And I said, I'll just sign up in what they call delayed enlistment program. That way you can pick when you go in. You don't have to worry about getting drafted. So I went in, signed up. There's another story about that later, but I won't get into that now. But anyway, so I come out, and there's a t parking ticket on the windshield of my car. See, when Bob went into service, I get to keep the car all for me. Anyway, so I said, look at this ticket, and I go, wait a minute here. So I go down to traffic court, and the judge calls the case up. And he says, okay, do you have anything to say for yourself? And I said, well, yeah, I do. Just because there was a parking sign there 
says parking only during normal business hours, 9 to 4. I got there a little bit before 9 to park. It was open in front of the recruiter's office. So I went in there and told them what's going on. I told the judge, and said, you know, sign up, going to serve my country. I, I could be in danger and all that. Kept going. He finally tore up the ticket and says, get out of my courthouse. So later on, a couple of weeks later, I noticed they changed the sign that it was permissible to park there if you were going into the recruiter's office. So maybe I did some social change. I don't know. Getting back to the military when I went in, how many of you have been in the military and went through basic training? Okay. What's, what's the one thing you learn about basic training? When they call your name, you did something wrong. So I'm sitting there second week in basic training. These, there was 48 of us, maybe 50. We could not march. We got two left feet, stepped on everybody. We were just pitiful, pitiful. So the drill instructor came up and says, starts calling us by name, last name, myself and three others. I said, we're looking at this, what did we do? Well, I said, look, guy, what did you do? So he called us up front. He said, now, there's a butt can on the wall. I want you to get the butt can off the wall, set it on the floor. I thought we we're going to have a campfire. Maybe we're going to do marshmallows. I don't know. In a wooden barracks. That's good. So he said, okay. Now, he handed out a piece of paper. I actually got drafted in basic training. Four of us. And he said, now you can legally burn your draft notice. And we did. In this little butt can sitting on the floor, painted red. And I never understood why is this butt can hanging on the wall? You can never use it. I don't know. He said, well, I'm going to be back in about 20 minutes. I don't want to see any evidence of burn marks in that butt can. And we're sitting there going, okay, what do we do? Well, I think what the drill instructor was trying to do was can 50 guys come up with a plan? He presented the problem, the butt can, stuff burning in there. Can we resolve it? Well, we did. Went to the chow, got a coffee can. We were able to get some paint, paint, and hung it back on the wall. So I think that was my first that we worked together. And the thing was, is after that, we could march together. It was perfect. So I had to do something with that butt can burning in there that he got us to work together. And I think that was the whole theme. So I went in the military, and uh, I was all over the world. And I come to Davis Monthan to retire. And does anybody know what an OA-37 aircraft looks like? It's a converted T-37, which was used for training pilots back in the day. They converted it. These things only have like a 35-foot wingspan and a 30-foot length. Real small aircraft. They use what they call forward air controllers. They'd shoot out what they call Willie Peach or white phosphorus rockets to mark targets, and then the other bombers would come in and, and hit those targets. So we were always on TDY somewhere practicing with other units. They sent us to <laughs> Cannon Air Force Base, New Mexico, F-111s. F-111 is a big aircraft. It's got a 63-foot wingspan, and it's about 39 feet long. And <laughs> we're sitting there, and we, we took three aircraft with us. And when they were coming in, we were going to try to position them between these aircraft. And it looked so funny these little bitty aircraft, these big ones going around. 
I was had a two-way radio. I was in charge of communications, and one of the crew chiefs. In order for planes to get to their parking spots, they have the thing have a thing called marshalling. That they tell a pilot what direction to go, left, right, whatever it may be. So I'm sitting there watching this aircraft coming in. The crew chief doing the arm motions. So I took the radio, and I held it like this. And every time he made a turn, like a joystick on a game console. And they're going around parking. And the co-pilot, he looked at me out of the cockpit of the aircraft, because the aircraft was tandem seating. And he, I thought I was number one. He was so kind to me. We'll leave that one alone. So anyway, so I retired from the Air Force right here at DM. And I went into the computer business by accident. And I learned there was some other guy named Bill Gates. And I go, wait a minute here. Bill Gates, now, he's made a lot of money. Well, maybe I can make some money. So I realized if I used my name, I could open a lot of doors in the field to get things done. It was pretty good. Almost 30 years <laughs> working on computers, Windows platform, I used my name to open doors, but I could never use my name to open windows. <laughs> anyway, that, that, okay, that was pretty okay. So we like to have a video now of a guy named Ken Davis. Did you show both our pictures up there, Paul? Ah, that's Bob. Okay, thank you. Anyway, let's get ready for the video with Ken Davis and get to hear a real comedian. Oh, yeah, the book. The book. That's my book. <laughs> Boots, Barracks, Belly Laughs at Veterans Amusing Adventures in Uniform. It's on Amazon. Just search for it. It's all these different stories that I was associated with and just turned situations into humor, basically. Because life is like that. We need to have humor. We need to laugh at ourselves. We can't take things too seriously. Number one, they'll make us too old could give us stress. So try to find humor in situations. And one thing I learned, as I look back in my life, all the different things happen and how I found humor in it, I can still laugh. Because I know the great God that we have has a sense of humor. He has to. He made my twin brother Bob. <laughs> 